0: If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. Women's confidence workshop. I was asked the question, why was it limited to women? Such a great question. I mean, I am a firm believer in equality and inclusion, and yet I was having a women's confidence workshop. Why? Why would I limit that particular workshop to women? I'm going to answer that question by taking you back. First 15 years of my career after I graduated college, I avoided women like the plague. I did not want to be associated with other women. Um, Caveat, there was one woman on my job site from day one, Shelly. We have remained friends for decades now. But other than that, I literally avoided women. If we were to have a company-wide meeting, which we used to have quarterly, I intentionally made sure I did not sit at a table with even another woman. I did this because I wanted to be accepted by the men that I worked with. I wanted them to see me as one of the guys and guys didn't go seek out women to go sit with whatever I thought their thoughts are, would be if I sat or, or conversed with other women, I didn't want them. I didn't want those thoughts. So I avoided. That started to change for me in probably 2012, 2013. Um, So maybe my math isn't right with 15 years. Anyway, I don't want to do that math right now. Um, But in 2012 or 2013, the director of field operations asked me to join NAWIC. For those who aren't familiar, NAWIC is the National Association of Women in Construction. I did not want to join. I was still avoiding women. Um, and to be honest, I had become really uncomfortable around other women. I I didn't know how to communicate with them. Um, I was afraid they would judge me. Um, I was afraid maybe to hurt their feelings. Like, And as I'm saying that right now, I'm thinking, man, maybe that's exactly how men in our industry feel about women, uh, especially those who haven't who haven't worked with many women, there is a, there is a fear of the unknown uh, and I definitely had it, but I was asked to join by a senior member of the leadership team. So I was going to do it. And I went to my first meeting and I thought, okay, if I'm going to get anything out of this, I need to get involved. So I did. And I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that that organization changed the trajectory of my career. Now, this is not an episode about NAWIC. If you do want to learn more about NAWIC, I'll put a link to their website in the show notes. But today, this episode is instead about the ways that exclusive groups can provide benefit to individuals. And I get that that could seem contradictory to what I said in episode four about women's groups not moving women or companies forward. But I'm going to ask you just bear with me as I try to articulate the difference. So the benefits of exclusive groups, this applies to any exclusive group that has a mission to help their, their members succeed. It could be Black business owners, a women's confidence workshop, a white men's caucus, which I totally want to talk about. I don't know if you've ever heard of the White Men's Caucus. I had not until I was listening to a diversity panel, I think in March of this year, 2023. First time I'd heard of it. And I was immediately intrigued because it wouldn't have been brought up on this particular panel if it wasn't something that was ultimately helping women. And so um, I will say that their name has changed since because the name alone can be a little off-putting. I think now their name is White Men as Full Diversity Partners, which definitely better tells what it is they do and what their mission is. Uh, But it's not quite as catchy as White Men's Caucus. Um, What I found was really interesting is you think about How many organizations have these resource groups for women or Blacks or Hispanics or whatever the marginalized group is? But how many of them actually have a resource group for white men? And why not? I mean, the immediate response is it's off putting. Like, why do they need their own group? Aren't they the problem? Like, no, they're the opportunity for them to get together for conversations that help improve diversity is so great. And I learned even more about it as I looked in more into the white men's caucus. Um, I'm going to paraphrase some things from their website. Basically there are two men who started this and they recognized how exhausting it can be for marginalized people to coach white men to understand our world. And those two men wanted to help carry that burden. I mean how many times I have heard women say it's not our job to teach men. Maybe it's not. I don't I don't know how they learn if if we don't teach them, but this white men's caucus is one of those ways. And these these two men, they believe that most men want to help and they just don't know how. And then I looked up their book. They have a book called Four Days to Change. And I'll put a link to the book in the, the to a link to the audio book in the show notes as well. It was a fantastic listen. Um, I don't remember how long it is, maybe seven hours or something. But I'll admit when I started listening, I was thinking, okay, how do two white men teach other white men about my struggles? Like that, I don't really understand how that happens. But after listening to the book and how they they take these men on like a four day retreat and they go through gender diversity and all of this stuff, I mean, I I can't by any means do it justice in a couple seconds here. Um, but they actually did a pretty good job. Um, I highly recommend listening to that book. Uh, but episode's not about that book. I'm just in general talking about how. Exclusive groups can provide benefit. So let's talk about what benefits. What benefits can exclusive groups like the White Men's Caucus or a a Black business owners or a NAWIC provide to individuals? First is the the availability. The ability to be vulnerable. It is so much easier to be vulnerable about my experiences as a woman when I'm talking to other women who have had or will face similar experiences. It's harder to be vulnerable around men in the industry. And one of the reasons is because men in general are fixers, right? Give them a problem, they want to give you a solution. Um, I'm going to use my brother, for example. My brother's a great guy. He's six foot two, white guy. Um, And if I were to tell him an issue I was having at work, he would probably pretty quickly tell me how he felt I should solve it. But I'm not six two. I'm not a white guy. His solution may work great for him, but it doesn't necessarily work for me. And so having that group that does resonate with my experiences. That is helpful in working through some of those things. Something else that's beneficial for those exclusive groups is you don't have to be as cautious about how you say things. Because I'll tell you, in my whole career, I spend so much time thinking about the words that come out of my mouth. (laughs) Okay, not always definitely there have been times when words just came out of my mouth that maybe I wish I would have taken back. But when it comes to situations like this, where you're trying as a woman to help a man understand what you're going through, you think about it or I think about it so much because I want I want the words to come out in a way that he doesn't quickly dismiss them. He doesn't quickly try and solve them. And instead they resonate with him in a way that makes him look at the situation from a different lens. And those aren't words that come out of me naturally. I've got to think about how to frame that conversation. But when you're in a group of like-minded people, people who have experienced and are experiencing similar struggles, you don't have that caution that needs to be exhibited. And the conversations flow easier, Another benefit is simply the the feedback. The feedback that you get from people with similar experiences—they've actually been there. They've either failed or succeeded in a similar issue that you're facing. Um, and most importantly, what I found from Naywick was that I wasn't alone. I mean, like I said, I'd spent so many years trying to do this on my own or getting feedback from the men that I worked with and for. And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. These women understand what I'm going through. Those are real benefits of exclusive groups. Now, are there negatives to having exclusive groups? Absolutely. Three that I want to talk about today. One is that exclusive groups are not effective at creating allies. We as women need allies, people that are different than us to support us in boardrooms, conference rooms, job site trailers, job sites, et cetera. And although the exclusive groups may give us a platform to create a plan to create more allies. The allies that we need miss out on the entire conversation that happened and all the perspectives that were thrown out that helped us create that plan. And it is those real conversations and those perspectives that truly create the allies that we need. A second negative to exclusive groups is that we're unable to educate those that are different than us if they're not in the room. Instead, we're only educating ourselves and helping ourselves overcome those barriers and challenges. We're not helping people that are different than us fully understand what we're going through. And the last negative I want to mention is that if we are in exclusive groups, we are unable to see to hear, and to understand the 360-degree view of any situation that we're talking about. And here I want to I end this with an example. I was giving a presentation to a large general contractor, and I showed up early, um, and there were two women that were setting up the conference room. They were not administrative assistants. They were project manager, superintendent, they were moving the tables around they were getting the av up and running they were setting the lunches out um and at one point i said to them if this were not a female focused meeting who would be setting up the room and they just looked at me and said i don't know i never thought about that and as women, we can have that conversation. I mean, we we've, many of us have had that conversation. Why am I always asked to go set up the room? Why am I always asked to go order the lunches? But what women don't realize is what comes out in the conversation when they're together. And during the presentation, it was a presentation to men and to women, I asked that question. I asked if anyone in the room knew who probably set up the room that day. The men did not know. And then I told them who set up the room and I asked them this question. Raise your hand if you've ever been asked to set up a room. Not a single man in that room raised his hand. This was a new concept to him he would never been asked. These, These guys in this room had never been asked to go set up a room for a conference or a workshop or a presentation. So it doesn't do us any good to be upset that the men aren't participating. They've never been asked. It doesn't cross their mind. It's just magically set up when they get there. And if we are having exclusive conversations, we don't know that. We didn't know that answer until I asked in front of the diverse gender group. To summarize, do exclusive groups provide benefits for individuals? Yes. But do exclusive groups effectively drive real change by themselves? No. Think of it like a football team. You've got offense, defense, and special teams. Every now and then, special teams goes off and has its own practice. They hone in on kicking, punting, snapping, whatever it is that special teams actually does. And then they come back together for a group practice. Offense, defense, and special teams. For us as an industry, continue to have your exclusive groups. Just remember that we have to come back together in order to drive real change for women, for our companies, and for our industry. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you wanna continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.